What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Big Cast. Today, in place of our regular format, we're going to do a special episode for you, just reflecting on the industry in 2018 and looking at 2019 and what's to come for the three major platforms. So we're going to be mixing up uh, with our usual cast, Dan Rodriguez, Bert Sines, Aiden Pierce. And we're going to kick right off <laughs> with the uh, looking back on 2018 in terms of games. Uh, start right up with games. So we kept hearing throughout 2018 around how good the games were. Uh, everyone thought 2017 was kind of the year to beat. It was the best year for games ever, many said. And I know we talked about that last year, funny enough. So looking back at 2018, the major titles. So we had uh, early in the year, we had God of War and Celeste. We later had Forza Horizon 4, Spider-Man, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Smash Brothers Ultimate, and of course, Red Dead Redemption 2. So when we look back at some of the other years, guys, like last year, uh, 2017, the big titles, we had Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Horizon Zero Dawn, Cuphead, Fortnite and PUBG, the Battle Royale genre became big, Hellblade, Prey, and a few others. Um, but 2007 is the year we usually jump back to for a number of reasons I could go into. But, you know, in terms of 2018, how do you guys feel individually the games overall stacked up? Was it your favorite year ever or do you think it was just a just a great year, but maybe not the best? I think as opposed to last year, um, it's just gotten better. I mean, the, the games came out last year were fantastic. This year, um, I think they just keep getting trumped. It's just, you know, with the devs pushing the technology with the, you know, the new, you know, different engines that they're using. It just keeps getting better and better. And, you know, it, we've got Red Dead 2, which was amazing. God of War, a whole different experience. Um, and even Assassin's Creed Odyssey kind of, you know, took that next step and, you know, kind of surprised a lot of people. So, I mean, it, it's it's not getting worse. So that's a good thing. You know, that's it, we didn't we didn't take a step backwards. But, you know, it, if not on equal footing, it's probably better than it was last year. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you guys. Um, I think this is a great time to be a gamer. Um, one of the things that is different from previous like amazing years is there's a lot more exclusivity now being talked about across platforms. I think in the past there was a lot of good games that were cross-platform that um, had really high scores and people were into. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I think based on last year, I think we had a better year this year. A couple other ones that I didn't care for as much but people did is like Monster Hunter and Far Cry. Those were kind of where the start of the year was. And then the year just had something to play throughout the entire year. And that's the way I kind of look at it is like, do I have things to play throughout the entire year that are AAA, AA, indie experiences that I can really love? And I really liked a lot of this year. There's other things that I love that aren't even considered the top games of the year. So I think between this and 20 or 2007, I think it's really close. It'd be interesting to do the math Metacritic wise to see where it came out to. Yeah, I think I agree with you guys as well. I think 2018 for me is a better year than 2017. I know uh, we've talked about this at length, but the highest rated game in 2017 was Breath of the Wild um, by quite a significant margin, I think. Obviously. With, Obviously. <laughs> with Mario Odyssey pretty close behind. Um, but those games for me just didn't have the same impact uh, as Red Dead 2 and God of War. Um, I think Red Dead 2 and God of War are some of my favorite games ever. Um, and the fact that they came out in the same year, you know, in addition to everything else we saw this year is notable. So to your point about 2007, yeah, I, I mentioned this to you guys before we got started recording here. And the list is just astonishing when you go back to look at it. So just for our listeners, I'll run through this real quick. This is all in 2007. And think about some of these franchises that have, uh, you know, been created and, and been ongoing since this time. So you had Halo 3 
and Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, two of the greatest FPSs ever made. You had Bioshock, Mass Effect, Assassin's Creed, all the first um, episodes, first games in those series, Portal, Super Mario Galaxy, Rock Band, The Orange Box, Witcher 1, um, all in one year. It's just it's staggering. I don't know how that lined up. I don't know if we'll ever top that, to be honest with you. But all right, so let's let's look at the individual platforms then. So we'll take these one by one and just give a quick thought on them. So starting with the Nintendo Switch. So the Nintendo Switch we talked about previously is actually selling better than the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 at this point in, in its life. Just under two years. It's coming up on its two-year anniversary of March. The Nintendo Online service launched. Uh, not much fanfare around that. You know, we didn't really see anything um, incredible or different from what they initially said, but it is out there and uh, working, I suppose. Um, we did see more third party and indie support almost to a point where, um, you know, people are starting to kind of get port fatigue with the switch and that you're getting a ton of games that are out on those previous systems. But for me personally, uh, the switch, um, was a little bit of a letdown in 2018. I, I'm not the biggest smash brothers fan. Um, you know, Octopath traveler, I was really excited for, but it didn't live up to the hype in my opinion, personally. Um, so I, I didn't play my switch a lot this year. What about you guys? I've been down on Switch all year, um, and I, I guess it's because I was expecting more first-party titles that are new, um, or exclusives that are new, or just games to play that are new, not games that came out like in 2012 or 2013 that are being ported. Um, and a lot of the games that um, have been ported, I played already, so I wasn't really that excited about it. Then Super Smash Brothers Ultimate came out, and I was really excited for it. I've had a lot of fun with it, single-player and multiplayer, but... Um, I mean, the Switch itself had a lot of, uh, I guess, roller coaster type sales throughout the year. It was really low at one point, um, where even Xbox was beating it. Then it came back up, and it just went crazy at the end of the year. I'd be interesting to see if Smash Brothers never released this year, and maybe in 2019, and see if they had the same sales. But when you hear what Amazon did um, as far as sales with Switch items and just gaming, it was like all Switch in the top ten. Um, it was it's kind of crazy, but um, I don't know. I still think the switch is going to not sell as crazy as people are expecting it to do. But that's just me personally thinking that. I, I agree with you guys. It's not. It basically became a, you know, hey, I'm going out of town. Let me grab something to take with me, you know, thing. And, it, and it, for that purpose, it worked fantastic. And I was able to play a lot of games that, you know, obviously I couldn't play on, you know, the Xbox or PlayStation. So, you know. For that reason, you know, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I really did. I liked Octopath Traveler, uh, Grease that just came out. But I play a lot of indie games on it. And <clears throat> so that's kind of my indie game machine, I guess. But I don't get, you know, very, very rarely do I play it sitting in my, uh, in the port or in the, in the, in the whatever the box is. The dock. On my TV, the dock. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Stupid dock. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. And, you know, I, I still think it's going to sell like crazy only because it's Nintendo. But, you know, we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, but it, it, it's a Switch. It's Nintendo. It, it does well. It's going to probably continue to do well. But yeah, the port thing needs to be fixed. I mean, stop being lazy at this point. You know, you've got the money. <laughs> You know, put some money into some, you know, new versions of these games instead of having to play all these Wii U games. So I think the ports is um, they can sustain that as long as they are working on other software that those ports are based out of. So, like, right. they better have been working on a Mario Kart and not just simply red eye relied on Mario Kart Wii U to be their Mario Kart for this generation. If that's the fact, I'd be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think all of us. Yeah. 
So let's move to PlayStation 4. Uh, sales continue to be very high. It led the sales conversation most of the year. Uh, PlayStation VR, I would say, had its uh, banner year. It was the year where, um, you know, we've talked about it in our separate conversation, but it started to sell better, started to see some of that must-have software, which really uh, got people like myself and Bert uh, into the VR space, along with many others. And then uh, I think it goes without saying that God of War in particular, uh, and I would say Spider-Man as well, really dominated the discussion this year. You heard about those games uh, post-release all year long. Um, God of War is obviously still winning awards and winning some Game of the Year awards, as we know. Um, but those two titles that just, uh, they were the ones that set the bar in terms of the exclusives discussion, which was a very big discussion this year um, for the PlayStation platform. So what do you guys think there? Yeah, I agree. The VR, I, I got one finally. So actually, we all did. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I think that, that, that software is finally catching up with it. And, you know, they're starting to make these games that are, you know, specifically for VR instead of just having this little add on part that, you know, but they're still doing that. I know Ace Combat 7 is, you know, has VR capability, but it's only a specific set of missions from what I've read. That kind of stuff, I don't want to see anymore. I really don't care for it. I want to see like these full-on <clears throat> VR games, you know, like like Beat Saber or Astrobot. As far as overall for the PS4, yeah, it's it's going to continue to sell, especially when you have these kind of exclusives like God of War and Spider Man and uh, Detroit Become Human to a lesser extent. Um, <clears throat> it, it's it's a great console, and you know, Sony keeps putting money into those you know first party. Uh, developers and you know they're going to keep selling man just what they do yeah I, I think sony had another great year um they're kind of the king in this generation um i think if it wasn't for the xbox one x playstation would have even had a bigger league than than they have right now um i think psvr is something that you have to grab if you're interested in it at the price that it's at um i hope exactly to dan's point i hope there's more software that is designed with vr in mind versus just a mode or something in it. I tried uh, Gran Turismo Sport thinking that that was going to be something special, and it's literally the same thing through the PSVR headset. You can't look around, you can't do anything else, and that's a super letdown. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I'm more excited for VR than I ever have been in the past. Um, I had some friends over. They absolutely loved it. They were asking, how much was it? When can they get it? Is it on sale still? Um, they might actually pick up a, a headset themselves, and they were like, hey, can we play multiplayer in VR? And I was like, well, the options are a little bit more limited there. But um, I think they had another great year. And as long as they continue to have those two, three, four exclusives um, per year, they're going to be doing pretty well. I think they'll lead this generation. I don't, I'm not sure if I consider Switch part of this generation in, in a traditional sense, because I think uh, the big competitors, Microsoft and Sony against each other. But um, I don't know. I think they're going to have another great year in 2019. So hopefully it continues. If you give uh, Polyphony Digital another six years, they'll get that VR look around <laughs> set up. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think for PlayStation, for me, it's kind of interesting because I, you, you kind of touched on it there, Bert, with the Xbox One X, is the fact that the Xbox One X is such a great console and how it runs things that I found myself only really playing my PlayStation for the exclusives. Uh, or if there was a good deal I found on, uh, you know, one of the games on the store there. But, uh, you know, I platinum God of War, loved it. Played Spider-Man a little bit, just not my not my jam, no big deal there. Um, played Detroit with my wife and all Fantastic. those... You know, yeah. And, uh, you know, we were talking about that yesterday, right? I need to finish it still. But I mean, other than those, um, 
exclusives and other those things that made me turn on my PlayStation. I played quite a bit of Dragon Quest XI, which was a letdown. But um, other than that, all the other games, you know, all the major games, we're talking Battlefield, Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, all those major third-party titles that are across platform, I'm playing on the Xbox just because the X runs them fantastically. Red Dead, another one. But uh, yeah, I mean, fantastic year for Sony. I really like my PSVR. Um, not much to say. It's it's dominating the conversation. So moving on to Xbox. So Xbox, uh, kind of the we'll get the big elephant in the room negative out of the way. The talk all year long was its lack of exclusives. Um, <clears throat> I think there's some validity to that conversation, of course. And I think Xbox knows there's some validity to that conversation. Um, but for me personally, and I've said this before, it doesn't hold as, it's not as big of a negative for me personally as it is for some people. And I just kind of touched on why, right? It's because a lot of my time is spent playing games that are cross-platform, Red Dead, uh, all the major multiplayer games, Battlefield, Call of Duty, etc. Um, the big titles like Assassin's Creed or all those other publishers that put their games on both platforms. And with that, the Xbox One X, to me, is just the best place to play it. It runs games fantastically. The Xbox controller is still the best, in my opinion. The services are the best on Xbox. Um, and when you talk about services, 2018 was the year of Game Pass. So Game Pass became a what I would call a must-have service. It really uh, showed its value. And the number of games I've played this year, um, culminating right now with Below and Ashen, simply because of Game Pass, uh, were numerous. I would say at least 10 to 20 games I played simply because of Game Pass this year. Yeah, I, I think you're right on all those points. I think the uh, Xbox had a great year from just the hardware perspective. Without the X, I think uh, Xbox would have struggled quite a bit throughout this year. But I think what saved them, regardless of the hardware, is the software of Game Pass. Game Pass is a must. There's so much to play on there. There's stuff that I would have never even given a second chance of or even looked at, um, as, as being that it is on Game Pass, I should say. I uh, did take a look at a lot of these games, and I'm continuing to play those games on Game Pass. And the fact that they're adding AAA experiences into this and all of their exclusives on launch day on Game Pass, it is a must. And if you can find it on sale when they do go on sale, and they do go on sale often, you have to pick it up. It's, it's something you have to get. If you just think of it, you buy an Xbox, you got all that software at your disposal for that cost. It's it's a must. Yeah, I'm hoping. Actually, I hope Sony kind of takes PS Now and turns it into their Game Pass. Oh yeah. You know, with that first party access and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're smart, that would be the way to go. Um, but as far as the X goes, um, I got one. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like you just the. I, I never thought that you know I would be like you know. I, but I'm also playing on a very good TV, so I mean that that makes a big difference too. It's just all my just like you, Ains. My multiplats are almost always played on my Xbox. If PlayStation Five comes out and it's got a better system, and it, I'm going to play it on there because I don't care anymore. I only used <laughs> to have an Xbox, so I never really got to play on PlayStation all that much. So I missed out on a lot of stuff. I'm playing Yakuza right now. Um, going back and playing all that stuff, but <clears throat> Microsoft is in the right, you know, going in the right direction, especially with Game Pass, um, buying all these studios. You know, that was another big thing that happened this year, and they're they're on the right track. And now the software needs to catch up to the hardware, you know, because they've got that nailed down. And apparently, they're working on more. So um, from this point on, I think I don't really care <laughs> where. The games have come out so much. I've got both systems, but as far as next gen goes, you know, it's going to be whatever the hardware is best, where, wherever the hardware is best. You know, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna, I want it to look good. 
you know, if, if it's looking good on the PlayStation, I'll play it there. And really, you know, a lot of people sit there and debate the checkerboarding and 4K and shit. I don't even know what the heck any of that means, but some of these games look just as good, you know, on the PlayStation. And, and if they don't, they're not that huge of a difference. So, you know, while Xbox has that hardware, you know, kind of cornered at the moment, you know, it, it's going to come down to games, I think. And and this year, Xbox wasn't, you know, didn't really put them out there. I mean, it's just is what it is. But then again, I play State of Decay 2 more than I played any other game this entire <laughs> year. So I might be talking out of my ass. But, you know, they, they, they're on the right track. And I'm hoping that this next year, it, it may not be this next year, but maybe 2020, looking that far ahead that, we, you know, we start getting where that software that Microsoft is releasing is going to be more on par with, you know, some of the bigger heavy hitters on the PlayStation. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So you touched on two things real quick there that um, were worth mentioning. So they invested heavily into the future um, and they've obviously demonstrated that they are investing. Um, I, I should even say more than heavily, right? Um, because people are saying, okay, Xbox is investing heavily. Well, it's even bigger, right? Because this is coming down from Nadella on down from Microsoft. And when Microsoft has their money behind something, that's a whole different conversation. That's rather than just the Xbox division, right? Um, <clears throat> so that's going to be really interesting. And I think you're right. That's obviously a play for the future. And that's where Game Pass is going. And on Project X Cloud, they announced this year, um, basically everything they did this year was building that platform for the future generations. But you also mentioned something that's really funny. And, I, and part of the reason I said that the ex whole exclusive conversation to me is not as significant is that when I look at the time I spend gaming, overwhelmingly the majority of my time is spent on either games as a service like continuation games or multiplayer so if i look at you know i platinum god of war put time into detroit put time into spider-man dragon quest etc you could add all of that time up it'll be less than the time i put into black ops playing with bert or my other friends or put into battlefield or put into PUBG. um you know the only game i really put a substantial huge amount of time in that the single player game is red dead um, and that's more of a one-off for me. So you mentioned State of Decay. I know you both played the hell out of State of Decay, right? You mentioned games like Sea of Thieves. Over the course of three, four years, I may put 100 hours in Sea of Thieves. They're just, those continuation games are really hard to compare, almost unfair to compare one-to-one -one versus a game like God of War, which is a play-it-once-and-forget-it type of game. Well, not forget it, because it's very memorable. But play-it-once game, I'm not going back and playing it you know, every week. Yeah, I think it comes down to the play style. You're more of a multiplayer type guy. Um, a lot of people, I think Dan is more single player, so he's going to spend more time on those single player games and he, when he won't even touch like Call of Duty or Battlefield unless we're like, hey, Dan, log on, log on or something. But um, yeah, I, I, there's some people that, yeah, what is going on here? Uh, there's some people that won't touch the multiplayer stuff and some people will play 15 single player games and that's good enough for them. So yep. I don't know. I, I, I think to your point, I mean, you still have, you still have people playing world of Warcraft and nothing else. So um, <laughs> I don't know. It just depends. Um, I, I like both of them. I like the mix of things. There's, there's times uh, where I'm only playing single. I'm actually, we've been, I personally have been in that mode for most of December. We haven't really done a ton of multiplayer because um, of family and holidays and stuff. So I've been playing nothing but single player. So Yep. It ranges throughout the year. Uh, but to your point, I, I think you, Ains, personally, you have like a game that you love for like two or three years. I think it was Witcher for a while. And I think <laughs> yeah, you even went that. back. You went back, and I think you've, you've done Witcher like three times almost, I think, right? Almost two. 
Yeah, almost two full 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 times. Yeah, with the yeah, DLC. Yeah. Yeah. With DLC, yeah. Yeah, I almost went back and did Witcher because there's some I didn't like the way I ended the game. <laughs> I was really pissed because I didn't get the ending I wanted. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'm the same way. There's what like Last of Us was it for me? I've played that game three times now, all the way through. Yep, but, I have um, too. Yep, too much going on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It's, the, not, uh, the, it's not a bad thing, boys. No, no and I was going to say the nice thing here, you know, at the end of the day is that all three platforms are profitable. All three are selling well. And despite all this garbage fanboy nonsense you hear, all three have a very, very bright future and will continue to do well. So um, that's why we like talking about all of them. No, so no, really no, quick, none of them are going anywhere until the mad box comes out. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, I, I heard that you were uh, converting all your games to the Soldier Boys uh, console, yeah. right? That's right. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> um, so let's uh, quick hit close out 2018 here. Just a few kind of industry notes, so um, which I found interesting. So now 44% of gamers are female. Realize that is all gaming. So mobile gaming, PC, console, everything included. But uh, that does surprise a lot of people sometimes when they hear that. And we did see that reflected in games this year. We saw a lot of female protagonists, a lot of people moving towards more uh, variation from your standard me-looking <laughs> main hero or, you know, shepherd-looking main hero. Me-looking? <laughs> me-looking. Plain white, shaved head. Dude, you know, I'm about as as they come in that regard so you got some, um, you got some brown resin uh, rep representation on just cause finally oh my god <laughs> yeah we got bird in just cause you know yeah. it, it's good um <laughs> so the average gamer is now 34 years old which also surprises some people they think it's still a much younger thing when it's not um interesting enough the females are older they're 37 on average whereas males are 33 um, outside of PSVR, which we touched on multiple times, now VR is not making the waves that many expected by 2018 or the end of 2018, uh, including you've had a lot of the big names like Oculus and, and Vive supporters, Facebook, which invested in Oculus coming out and um, developers backing away from it. So only 17% of recent study, this is from September, but only 17% of developers on VR believe it will increase notably in the next three years. Mm. So that's pretty interesting. And then lastly, uh, as we most of us know, right, video game revenue continues to grow year over year, up another 13% 2018, estimated to close somewhere in the $140 billion range, um, which is just staggering. Um, and it, it's not going to slow down. I think this will just continue to grow. So good news for gaming overall, good news for all of us. As I think we said on our last BitCast in 2018, there are simply just too many games going forward. There, no matter what games you like, no matter how you play them, there's going to be games for you, and I don't think that's going to change anytime going forward. Yeah, on the topic of um, uh, age range and gender, have you guys noticed this uh, push or pull for like the hipster crowd to be into retro gaming? Have you guys yes. seen that? <laughs> yes. I, don't, I don't understand it. It's uh, something that's kind of weird to me. I'm not a big retro gamer to begin with, but. It's kind of weird to me for a hipster, and I'm, I'm stereotyping obviously here, so not not good, but to go, I'm not Especially interested in being any... from Austin. Yeah, being in Austin. <laughs> yeah, our, our retro stores go crazy here. You pay a lot of money for retro games. <laughs> um, but it's it's strange for me for that type of person to be like, I'm ignoring everything that came out in 2018, and I want to go play Super Mario Brothers that came out on the NES back in the 80s. So that, yeah. that to me is just a really weird mindset. Um, but at the same time, if that's the starting point for a gamer, I guess that's cool for the industry itself. It's just, it's a strange mentality to me that I haven't figured out yet. And hopefully 
Someone will explain it to me at some point. Mom jeans are making it. <laughs> All right. This is what's happening. Chucks. Chucks are making a comeback. Mom jeans and stuff. Soon it's going to be like the rolled up bottoms of your jeans. And oh, my God. Back. I don't know. Going to have that brown ba- braided belt that you loop around and have it <laughs> aiming down. Remember that <laughs> thing that everybody did back in the day? Gigantic welcome. bangs all over the place. It's <laughs> welcome to the 90s podcast. Yep. <laughs> Grunge. Um, Grunge is making a comeback. Sorry. Well, that 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 I wouldn't mind, actually. Yeah, that would be um, But yes, I have noticed that uh, I do kind of chat with a bunch of retro gamers on uh, Twitter, um, on some of the accounts I follow. And it is weird because to your point, a lot of these people that are going back and saying these things like, yeah, I picked up my first Super Nintendo. They're like in their early 20s. And it's like, that's cool. Believe me, I love people going back and checking out the old games. But I I don't like the I think what you're getting to is I don't like the um, attitude around "Ah, 28 new games suck. I'm only playing the old games. That's like, too you know, mainstream. They, yeah. yeah, it's too mainstream. I'm different. Oh, not only are you not different, but you know, I'm playing the new stuff because I already played that shit 20 years ago when it came out and you weren't born. So yeah. just relax with your opinionated views. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn <laughs> while you're at it. <laughs> Pull your pants right. up while you're at it. <laughs> Damn it. All right, so let's it's. talk about future. Um, 2019 is here. A uh, lot coming down the line. We talked a little bit about what the companies are doing looking into the future. And we are at the point now where we're coming to the end of the generation. And we're, we're starting to hear leaks, rumors, nonsense about a PS5 and the next Xbox. So let's again do this by platform. So let's start with the Switch like we did. We'll go the same order. So starting with the Switch, um, I'll run down a few of the software things here, guys. So we have another port, the port of Super Mario, Mario, damn it, Super Mario Brothers, Wii U, Deluxe with extra stuff coming next week, whatever the hell it's called. Um, We are seeing more third-party support, which is good. Uh, And and when I say third-party support, I mean day and date with the Xbox and PlayStation 4 releases. So the only ones I could find that seem to be confirmed right now are Mortal Kombat 11 and Doom Eternal. But uh, I would imagine there's probably more that just aren't confirmed yet. From a first party side, we have Yoshi's Crafted World and Luigi's Mansion 3, both confirmed for this year. But there has not been any date, talk, discussion that we're aware of on uh, Metroid, whether or not it's actually going to release this year or not. Hopefully it does. And then as sitting out there, we also have Bayonetta 3 and Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which are both exclusives to the Switch, but third party developed. Um. <clears throat> Software, guys. Uh, I, there's not a whole lot there that I'm excited for. Again, kind of kind of saddens me. I've already played Super Mario Brothers on the Wii U a ton, played it with my son, loved it, great game, but I'm not buying it for the Switch. Doom Eternal, Mortal Kombat 11, I'm going to play those on my X. It's just, it's going to be a night and day gameplay difference between the Xbox X and uh, Switch. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World, I'm interested in. I like Yoshi. I like the concepts there. I'll check it out. Luigi's Mansion, I'll probably be a day one buy. I love the original Luigi's Mansion. Um, So I think I'll be there. And I will probably be there day one on Metroid, but we don't know when it's coming. So, you know, when I go through the list of what we know about the Switch in 2019, really, I've got Luigi's Mansion 3. And, uh, yeah, I've got one game that I'm definitely buying so far. Yeah, I'm going to buy everything on the list. (laughs) 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 No, like Doom Eternal, Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat, I just probably won't get until it's $10 for the XXXXL edition. Because I'm not good at it. It's roughly 12 o'clock on Sunday the 6th. I'm marking this down, Dan. Yes, I'm not (laughs) buying it. 
okay, yeah, I'm probably gonna buy it. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy it, yeah, like except for the Xbox. Um, I don't even know what Yoshi's Crafted World is, but it sounds like a little big planet with Yoshi. Maybe I'm just way off. I have no idea. Luigi's Mansion for sure, I'll buy. Definitely buy some Metroid yeah. if it comes out because I love Metroid. Uh, as far as the other, you know, if, if Bayonetta and Ultimate Alliance come out, I'll probably buy those two also. Um, <laughs> I, I just have a problem with buying stuff. <laughs> so, so we, we know you're buying it all. Which which of those are you hyped about? Let's let's say probably that. none of them. That's the thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I just did them. Oh, like okay, so I've never played the the new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe Wii U version oh, 3.0. It's so good. I'm gonna good. probably buy that. Um, plus, you get I think double points for pre-ordering it. Which makes, <laughs> which amounts to a dollar fifty, I think, in rewards. Uh, I don't even know if you get that. I think they're platinum coins, which is even worse. But it's just something I can play with the kids, and then I yeah. can take on, you know, because you know, if I plan on going up to the lake or doing everything, I always take my switch, and I always want something to play. Now I've got, you know, I've got three different uh, micro SD cards full of games, mm. one hundred twenty-eight gig each. So that tells you. A small problem that I have because these games are not very big games for the most part, and a lot of them are indies. You know, this like I said before, the Switch is what it is. It, it's it's a nice portable option, you know, and I I I just have a problem. <laughs> That's really all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me really quick. So, New Super Mario Brothers um, was actually on the Wii. And then they made a Wii U version, which they called the sequel, but it had a lot of the same levels. And then they added the Luigi um, section of the game. Hey man, and this is it's yeah. a port on a port on a port. Yes. Um, even <laughs> port though, section. even though they call the Wii U version a definitive kind of deluxe, this is a deluxe deluxe version <laughs> that has the Luigi version included in it. Because the original game did not have the Luigi version included. It was a separate game, and then they combined them eventually. So. If you haven't played it, it, it is a must-play. I will tell you that it's it's fantastic. It's fun. The art style that they've kind of updated the old Mario games to is good. So I definitely recommend it if you haven't played it. Skipping, I'm not even going to talk about Doom and Mortal Kombat. It's not even considerable on my Switch. I don't even want to think about what that's going to look like on the Switch, docked or undocked. Um, it's going to be pretty poor, in my opinion, considering the original Doom was already struggling on the Doom. On the, on the Switch, not on the Doom. It's doomed. Switch. Um, <laughs> Luigi's, uh, Luigi's Mansion is a must for me. I can't tell you how much I love the first one. I've played that a couple times, and I'm looking forward to a sequel. I actually thought about getting a 3DS just to play it again on the 3DS with the updated visuals, but I, I didn't. So I'm just not a handheld gamer as much. Uh, Yoshi, uh, my wife loves the Yoshi series, so we'll end up with it. I'm not sure if we'll get it um, on day one, but it's it's... From what I've seen and the short footage that they've had, it looks really, really fun. And then uh, Bayonetta 3, this is this is a funny one here. It's exclusive to the Switch, but there have been rumors that they only have time exclusivity on this one. And if it's going to come out to stuff like the PC or the other consoles, I may actually wait despite being a massive Bayonetta fan. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, as we've mentioned in the past, it looks like it might be just a casual game for kids. I may pass on that. Um, and if there's a Metroid, that's day one for me. So... We'll How see. about that Bayonetta cosplay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about cosplays like that. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> X-rated. So uh, there have been rumors of a new version of the Switch, um, which would be, you know, obviously the rumors are the obvious things, right? Better screen, more powerful hardware, et cetera, et cetera. We've talked about it a few times. I, for one, I don't see why they do it. Um, they're selling like crazy. They're obviously making money on every one of these units because the technology in it is at this point very outdated. 
Um, I don't see why they would do that. I, I'll, I'll, of course, buy it if it does come out <laughs> because I would prefer more powerful hardware with a slightly bigger, uh, higher res screen. But yeah, I just don't see Nintendo doing it. I see them doing it once the PlayStation 5 and the new Xbox Scarlet or whatever it's going to be called is going to be coming out in order to stay relevant in the industry. I can't imagine that the Switch is still going to be pushing you know, games that are from last generation in this current generation, and they're going to be two generations behind um, at that point. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets some kind of an announcement in 2020 and 2021 saying, hey, we're working on a new console, and then it comes out 2021. To your point, they don't need to do it right now. There's no reason for it. It's still selling gangbusters, and it will continue as long as the Wii U ports continue to roll out. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to buy it, and uh, <laughs> I can sell my other one. It all depends on how much it is because, like you guys said, I, I, as much as I play it, I, I like to say I'm not going to buy it day one, but I probably will. I mean, if it's got a small, you know, you know, they could do phones nowadays have like you know AMOLEDs and you know, awesome. It, I, I but, yeah, the iPhone is better has a better screen than this freaking Switch in portable mode. So it, it's I don't understand why they just didn't do that in the first place because the, the technology was there, you know, and. You know, the, the other problem is that the price never drops. And yep. if the, the thing I can see happening, if they do come out, say, in six months and say, hey, we got this new version, you know, all these older versions that they're, you know, are going to start dropping in price, they should, maybe. And I think it'll, you know, get another little boost as far as sales go. And <clears throat> plus for like the hardcore gamers, um, the new resolution, which seems to be the hot thing anymore, you know, it all, it all depends, you know. Do it, Nintendo, because you know you can do no wrong. But yeah, I'll buy it. <laughs> so, yeah, so really, or Dan, go ahead, Ains. No, sorry, I was just gonna say that um, I don't remember. So why don't you go ahead and hopefully it'll come back to me. <laughs> I was gonna mention that um, when the Switch came out, to your point about hardware, they did a teardown and they literally priced out how much it cost to build a Switch back in the day. And it was only $250. Now, this is That's different from what Sony and Microsoft do. Usually, Sony and Microsoft lose money on their consoles for the first two to three years of the life of that console. Nintendo profits off their consoles the second they roll out and things get cheaper and cheaper. And by the end of their generation, it's almost nothing to manufacture that console. It's already less than $220 to make a Switch. And as that technology, the Tegra processors and stuff like that, considered to evolve into new ones, it's going to get less and less. So the cost to build a Switch already is down. So um, I don't know, to your point, they don't lose value. It's currently more expensive to buy a Switch than a PlayStation and an Xbox right now, which makes little sense to me. And if you even find a PlayStation 4 Pro used or somewhere, it's cheaper than buying a Switch. And that makes zero sense to me but it still sells like crazy we saw the christmas sales and the numbers and the black friday sales and people are going to buy it because of the word nintendo nintendo yeah that's uh thank you Bert. that's exactly what what i was going to say is that nintendo has a methodology of needing to profit on their hardware whereas sony and microsoft are willing to take a loss so um you already covered it so we will move on um so the other question on the switch looking at 2019 and we'll wrap up on on the switch is and you kind of guys already touched on is will the sales continue now if you think about the big heavy hitters on this on nintendo platforms it's always mario zelda smash mario kart um and metroid four of those five are already out um we're not going to see a new zelda this year unless they do some remake maybe 
Uh, Smash just came out. Obviously not going to see a new Mario. Mario Kart, very unlikely we'll see a new one this year. So that leaves Metroid if it comes out in 2019. Without all those big hitters, or with them already having come out, do we think the sales will continue in 2019? Yeah. You do? It's Nintendo, man. They just people will just continue to buy it. I mean, if they just started selling some of their software in their eShop for, uh, I think they started reducing some of the prices, some of the bigger games, um, like Zelda, I think, and uh, I know Arms and a couple other ones. And and let's 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 not talk about Arms. Yeah, I don't, I don't even, I (laughs) I don't have that game. Go figure. One of the few (laughs) that I do not have. But yeah, I mean, there. It's just that's how Nintendo is, you know. And if you can get you know, between the online stuff with the nostalgia and the, you know, the the old games you can get, it's just, it's got so much you can do with it if you haven't done that already. And, you know, you guys touched on, you know, all these kind of the retro gamer hipster revolution. You know, I mean, this is like the perfect console for them. You know, they can go back and play all these old games. And it wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, started putting, you know, SNES games or, you know, even Nintendo 64. They can do whatever they want with this thing, you know, and just release more peripherals that cost $200, you know, like a controller or something and do whatever they want. And people will buy them because it's Nintendo. It's just it doesn't make any sense. This is the Kojima factor, I like to call it. Bert, I think you said you, uh, you don't think it's going to continue as strong, right? No, I think it'll be a roller coaster ride again. I think sales will dip again. They'll have another big, massive release, and it'll go back up again and up and down again. And uh, I mean, one, one big elephant that we left out of our games they play is Pokemon. Um, if they have yeah. another true Pokemon game that comes out that is not like Let's Go Eevee or something that's going to sell gangbusters again. Um, I, Splatoon is kind of a newer thing for them that is kind of doing well, but it's not, that's that's their competitive shooter, if we're, if we're going to call it that. Um, and it. we'll, yeah, I mean, we'll see if that ends up taking off. If you got to keep in mind, Splatoon 2 is actually almost a port of Splatoon 1 that was on the Wii U, with just a few new levels. They used almost all the same assets. So we haven't seen a fresh new Splatoon, if that's going to turn into something. But I don't know. I think uh, to Dan's point, Nintendo's got one hell of a catalog to dip into to start, you know, offering stuff. Imagine if you could start playing GameCube games on your on your Switch or Nintendo 64 games that you loved, um, and Super Nintendo. That none of that's out right now, and it, this might be the Nintendo way of doing business. You know, release amazing exclusives year year one, year two, kind of extend to that, ride the coattails of the Wii U, and maybe they're going to start doing more back compat that'll start coming out because the Wii U had a pretty good catalog of stuff, and a lot of people played a ton of those ports that came from previous generations and if they start doing that something's coming but nintendo claims they have more coming there's rumors that another zelda has been in development right after breath of the wild using the exact same assets and engine of breath of the wild and if that's true this could be something special because that's what they did with majora's mask after ocarina of time so i don't know i, I think Nintendo's going to do well i just think it's going to be roller coaster up and down for a while fair enough yeah, I'm probably uh, similar in that camp. I'd like to see some further evolution of Nintendo online. I don't think we will. Um, but you you bring up a good point about Pokemon. In fact, I think we forgot that one, right? Because when they, remind me, but when they announced the Pokemon games for the Switch, uh, Eevee and Go Pikachu were um, looked at as the entry-level kind of early Pokemon games, but they said they're building a brand-new, all-new RPG Pokemon game for the Switch, did they not? That is correct. That is correct. And a lot of it they've talked about, they're going to take the Pokemon Go model 
and throw that into a Switch. And if you imagine people walking around with a Switch trying to find Pokemon, it's going to get nuts again. So Yeah, that's true. They'll find a way, I'm sure. All right, so let's move on to the PS4. PS4 software. We have Days Gone and Dreams confirmed uh, through, I guess, the second quarter now that Days Gone is April, right? Uh, then we have the, the really big hitters, but none of them are confirmed 2019 release dates yet. And those are Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, and Death Stranding. Um, we don't know when those are coming. I have to imagine that at least one of those will be this year. Um, I don't think they push all three of those to 2020. It would not surprise me actually to see two of these this year. I don't know if we see all of them this year. Uh, I could see them doing something like Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding this year, maybe Last of Us 2 in spring of 2020. Uh, very similar to what they did with Last of Us, the original on the PS3. So they have confirmed as well that they're not going to be at E3. So, you know, we know that uh, that's usually where we'll see all these new games. But one interesting thing here a lot of people are speculating is, did Sony basically show their whole hand for the rest of this generation? Um, we know these five games we're talking about right here. We have not seen anything else, not that they need anything else, but we haven't seen any other first-party major things shown by Sony since what, 18 months ago now? And these are the games that look to take us to 2020 when the PS5 will likely come out. So um, for me personally, these are all buys, I think. Uh, Days Gone, I'm not really hyped about. Dreams, I am. Last of Us 2, I will. that's a vacation off of work game for me. <laughs> um, Ghost of Tsushima looks really good. That's probably a day one buy for me as well. Death Stranding, I probably will not buy on day one unless... I can't even say in less reviews because you know it's going to get tens because people will go nuts for it. Um, but who knows? We'll see what that looks like. But anyway, what do you think from a software perspective PS4 looks like uh, from what you know so far? Uh, I personally think that, to your point, I think they have shown their hand. And I think that the way they're going to disguise showing their hand at the end of the generation is they're going to announce the PlayStation 5 um, in 2019. I don't think it's going to release in 2019. I'm thinking we're looking at a fall of 2020 for a release on the PlayStation 5. And I think they're going to use the strong cross-platform software coming out as their disguise for not having much from an exclusive standpoint coming out. I think Last of Us 2 actually releases in... 2020 spring wait where are we yeah 2020 spring yeah. i think uh days gone obviously is going to be in here in 2018 i don't even know about death stranding i have no comment on death stranding 2019 days <laughs> yeah, gone. i i personally have no comment on that one whatsoever and i think ghost of Tsushima does release in 2019 so that's my you know ignorant um prediction on what Sony is going to be doing but I think we have kind of seen the the rest of what they're doing from an exclusive standpoint and that's what the narrative has kind of turned into from a Sony perspective is we have all these exclusives yet most of the software that sells for them is cross-platform so I think with you know you got Anthem coming out you got Doom Eternal Kingdom Hearts all this stuff and people are going to already have the PlayStation 4 console they will sell really well on the PlayStation 4 console and that's what they'll ride 2019 through yeah I agree with all that um <clears throat> Yeah, aside from these five, man, I can't think of a single one that, you know, they've announced. And, you know, with no PSX, you know, and then no E3 this year, you know, maybe that fan event. I don't know. But it, it's, I mean, yeah, th these are all going to be purchased day one for me because unless Ghost of Tsushima is some kind of Dark Souls game, which it probably will be, and <laughs> I, I'll never play it. Um, Death Stranding, as much as I can't stand that dude. I'm gonna get it because I have to see what's you know what the hype is about. It might be nothing. This is this is gonna be one of those games that if it comes out this year, I think Kojima will be judged on this game. 
because this has been his, this is his buddy this is his thing this is his whatever you know this is this is his kojima game you know no konami no no nobody holding him back nobody's saying oh take you know, you're taking too long or whatever it's just his thing and that'll be kind of his legacy we'll see what what happens but that's a very good point actually that yeah. i don't think most people are thinking about is this it, is this is him on his own development yeah. company on his own timeline with his own funding let's see what he can do yeah, and yeah. uh to be honest with you he seems like a nice guy so i hope it's good but i just maybe i don't know <laughs> i i i i have to say i'm already laughing over here but uh, i think we have to do just stranding as your backseat gaming game on launch Ooh. oh yeah for sure um, we can do that that's just we got it we got it yeah that'll 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 happen Sure. No, I, I think the funny thing is none of us have a problem with Kojima himself. We have a no. problem with the fans <laughs> and the reception that he gets for breathing. Um, yes. That's the, that's the yes. thing that we have a problem with. Kojima's a cool dude. We got no problem with him whatsoever. Yeah. So um, one thing guy. I one thing that I did want to add to my analysis of the PlayStation Whoa. is another another thing that they have that a lot of people get confused with and to the average casual gamer they don't know anything about is the marketing rights. I think Sony will dig deeper into marketing rights and people still think Kingdom Hearts is exclusive to the PlayStation. They still think that Resident Evil 2 is exclusive to the PlayStation. Yeah. And um, I think they will ride that out as they have the towards the end of this generation already. Wow, you know, you just I, I agree with you, um, but you just reminded me that Resident Evil is two weeks away. Damn. Can't wait for that one, dude. Massive <laughs> Resident Evil fan here. Yeah. Do that with Code Veronica, and then I'll be the happiest gamer alive. For real. That's the other best. I agree with you. Code Veronica is amazing. Dreamcast for life. All right. Uh, <laughs> so it's likely we will see the PS5 this year, as you said. Um, I think if I just had to guess right now, complete guess, we will see a fan event like PSX, probably PSX, sometime October, November, in where they will unveil the PS5 because it does two things. It gets people hyped going into 2020, which is when it will launch. It also will bring a massive amount of attention to the event. So they're skipping E3. If they say that PS5 is going to be unveiled at PSX, all eyes on the industry everywhere will be focused on PSX. And they'll, you know, Sony kind of gets to set that conversation stage at that point. So um, I think we'll definitely see it. The the other question I think about PS5 and we were touching on is PSVR. Where does PSVR go from in 2019 and into 2020 as we transition to um, the PS5? Because Sony has not been the best in terms of backwards compatibility. Actually, not being the best is even being generous, I think. Um, they're not good at it. Um, we all assume that PS5, you'll be able to play all your PS4 games. Um, I think that's a very valid assumption. Will PSVR be the same thing? Will all that hardware and software work on the PS5? Um, and will they introduce a PSVR 2? I think I think they'll go with the 2, only because you know it's dropping in price now. You know you can get it for $200, 250 or whatever it is. And you know I think that's just kind of indicative of them you know, working on a new peripheral for the new ps5 whenever it decides to come out um it's got to be backwards compatible like i said before if they took you know ps now and turned it into game pass for playstation that would be their best bet um obviously it's working on xbox um they would be dumb not to i, I think um i i'd like to see a wireless but that's going to cost, you know, substantially more. I'm sure, you know, what are the the Oculus and the Vive? They're going for, you know, what four or five hundred dollars, like baseline. I think. I mean, those typically, are, yeah, yeah, they're 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 expensive as hell. So, 
you're not going to get that wireless capability and the uh, the better resolution in your in your PSVR that you know unless you're going to front that money. So, which is I think a little bit unfortunate because having just got into it, um, I think it's it's not the future of gaming, but it's a nice you know kind of distraction you know and something I can play and that I enjoy uh, if I want to do something a little bit different. So. Maybe they make that hardware compatible with the PS5, you know, your old stuff. That'd be awesome, but, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Sony. <laughs> I, hope I hope it's at least compatible. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. I think they will, uh, and once again, this is just a suggestion. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I think there is going to be a PlayStation 2 or PlayStation VR 2. I think it'll be a nicer, um, I guess you call it a screen, uh, where your eyes insert in the <laughs> VR headset. Um, and I think they'll have maybe some audio added to it aside from the um, kind of lame little uh, buds, the earbuds that they come with. They'll, maybe yes. they'll have Atmos or they'll have Dolby something that they'll to send through there that's a little bit better. Um, but I think they should. I mean, I think uh, PlayStation is kind of leading the VR conversation as long as the software's there. I mean, when you play the current PlayStation VR, you can definitely see that they can improve on the graphics and just the stuff you can do. So I, I hope they do. Um, I just hope it doesn't turn into like Sony does with a lot of other things. They just kind of abandon stuff instead of supporting it when it's doing pretty well. It's not, you know, selling gangbusters like the Vita or the anything like that. You know, they were doing okay, but they just usually abandon things that doesn't do just insanely well. So yeah. I hope so. I think they could definitely use a, a PSVR too. Oh, our poor Vitas. Yeah. <laughs> Love that console, which had a better screen than the Switch again. I'm going to say that every time the Vita comes up. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to Xbox then. We talked before about how um, you know they're investing in the future. Everything they're doing is building and building and building. So from a software perspective, they actually have quite a few things that we know of that are coming in 2019. So we've got Crackdown 3 coming early this year. We've got the expansion for Cuphead. We've got Ori, Will of the Wisps. Uh, Battletoads is supposed to come this year. And then obviously the big major hitter is Gears 5 in the fall. So those five are coming. We know that Crackdown, Gears... Will uh, Ori, uh, I don't know if we have confirmation of Battletoads yet, but at least those three will be on Game Pass day and date. Uh, Battletoads, we're not sure. Cuphead for expansion, I doubt, because that's still technically third party. Um, and then, you know, Halo Infinite sitting out there. I, there's no confirmed date for that. I do not think that it's coming in 2019. I think that's a 2020 title, personally. Um, and then we've also heard from Turn 10, I believe they did confirm that there's no new Forza game coming in 2019. And I think we talked previously that that would make sense um, when you kind of look at the timing. If you launch a new Xbox in 2020 with a new Halo and new Forza game, that's pretty powerful. So um, the other thing to keep in mind on a software perspective is they've got all these new studios now. Some were already working on projects. Some, you know, have existing portfolios that Microsoft can now take advantage of. Do we see some additional software this year um, from some of these new third or third parties, new first parties? Yeah, I, I think they have to have something under their sleeves. Um, maybe it's the new Fable or something that is kind of unreleased or unannounced altogether. Um, and it might be coming out soon because I have to have with them touting so much that they're going to be at E3. They have to have more to talk about besides just these titles. Uh, maybe we'll see some actual gameplay footage of Battletoads. Um, but I don't know. I, I think they have to have something coming. Uh, I think for me, the thing I'm most excited for is mainly just Gears. I'm not a, like I said before, Crackdown is cool, but I'm not, you know, 
losing sleep over it or anything. And uh, I'll be using my Xbox mainly to take advantage of the X power on cross platforms this year. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, m most of what I'm going to play is probably going to be cross platform stuff. Um, probably going to be mad at me, but I, I've only ever actually finished one Gears game. Stop I've it. Played them all. I've never actually finished them all. So I'm not. Which one did you finish? Two. Okay, well, two is two. really yeah. good. It was really good. I played almost through all of them. I'm like probably 75% of the way through most of them. So <laughs> it's one of those things where it's, I've lost Bert. I knew this Bert, was going to happen. Bert's crying. I'm, I'm in tears from I've a never, sad perspective. I, that was the funny. only one I played uh, multiplayer on. That was the only one, Gears 2. I've just never been a huge Gears fan. I enjoy it. For what it is, but I've never liked the actual mechanics and the gameplay of it. So, for some reason, I just could never get into it. I want to finish uh, four really, really bad because I was actually enjoying that one quite a bit. Um, How far did you get in four? Do you remember? Uh, gosh, you know what I just got past was just the uh, the giant motorcycle part with the big flying thing uh, that you're. Yeah, yeah it gets it gets even better after that. Yeah, I just yeah, I got to some kind of big castle thing. I think I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't. I just never really enjoyed the games. I guess you know I did like two when I played all the way through it, but that was it. Like you know what the, the problem was? The first game Gears game I played. I don't know. I know we're going totally off topic here, right? The first Gears, we you get to that first part where there's that insane giant thing, then you're in this kind of hallway and. What the hell? The Berserker? Is that what they're called? Corpser. Yeah, Corpser. okay, whatever. I couldn't get past that. <laughs> so I stopped playing the damn game. I was like, screw this crap. Eventually <laughs> I went back. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not happening. Play through. So um, let me explain to you where I lost it and why. So, <laughs> so Dan goes, Dan goes, uh, you guys are probably going to be mad at me, but I never really cared for Gears and I'd only played like one of them. And then Ains goes, stop it, stop it. And then he goes, well, which one did you play? And he goes, Gears 2, I think. Okay, well, that one was okay. That was, that was okay. <laughs> That's because Gears 2 is my favorite story one. So I kind of let I let him slide then, for a minute, and then he yeah. kept walking. And then, and then he lets it, he let it slide, and then Dan goes, well, I did play a little bit of Gears 4. I didn't really care for it. I got to this one part where we get to the motorcycle, and, then Dan, and Ains goes, well, it gets even better. <laughs> Assuming that it was good to Dan before. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. But anyway, you said there's a so, big castle or something. Oh boy. <laughs> big castle. What was it a castle? I don't know where I was. Anyway, so as far as the software goes, Crackdown 3 I'll play, you know, I'll play day 1 because, you know, it looks cool. I love Crackdown. Uh Ori, I maybe that might be a maybe on that one. None of these really kind of jump out at me to be honest with you. Um I don't think we're going to see anything from these new studios either. I mean, it's way too early. Obsidian, you know, is just releasing well, Outer Worlds or whatever it's called, and and they'll probably be on that for a little while. And, and the rest of them, I just don't think have enough, you know, had a whole lot of time. You know, I think maybe at E3 we'll start seeing some maybe demos or at least some CGI trailers or something for some of these games for these new studios. I hope, you know, to kind of, I think you need to. I think Xbox really needs to get something out there to say, hey, this is what's coming. I know we've fucked up, but be patient with us. And this is what you're going to get. And then just like blow everybody out of the water. They've got the whole floor to themselves. You know, there's no reason not to just destroy E3 and just show, you know, some 
at least what's coming, you know, for the next generation as far as software goes. We'll see. Um, sorry about Gears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, um, you know, I, we know I play some different games than you guys from a first-person perspective, and these games are really up my alley. So I'm a major Gears fan, if you could tell. Um, Gears 5 is my number one most anticipated game for this year. Crackdown 3, I you know, not a giant fan, but I think it looks really fun. I'm really interested to play it. Um, Cuphead, one of my favorites. I'll be diving back in day one. Ori, another amazing, amazing 2D game. It is challenging at times, but it's really not that hard. Um, that looks fantastic. We played that at E3 already, Bert, and it, it looked incredible already. That's why um, it's not out yet. It looked like it was on Yeah, the they've really taken their time with that one. And then Battletoads is likely going to be a beat-em-up, right? Which will probably just be a lot of fun uh, to play, maybe with my son or something. So I'm actually pretty excited about this lineup here, um, even though some of the games are a little smaller. So, <clears throat> you know, yeah, speaking, we, we talked about, you know, when we started off comparing the years, you know, like 17 to 18, yeah. I mean, just based on this, this doesn't look like a good year. I mean, as far as, I mean, it, it looks like, yeah, there's you're getting that, you're getting that shovel out and just, you I'm continue. Just, yeah, it just doesn't look like, you know, there's no game out of any of these systems. And I'll just say, you know, this is just Xbox. This is just all of them where you say, yeah, this is going to be that game of the year. You know, last or, or of us two would be. Yeah, if that came out for sure. Or, you know, yeah. but the rest of them, you know, who the hell knows? You know, there were probably three <laughs> or four game of the year contenders, you know, when they, you know, before going into 2018, you know, just knowing what was going to come out. And now I look at this and I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Right. Something. Battletoads? Yeah. So Maybe. 2019 sucks for Dan <laughs> Rodriguez. Terrible. We're no. moving to 2020. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, straight to 2020. I'll wrap up the Xbox conversation here. Really <laughs> and, uh, let me mention what I think has happened. Uh, you asked if, if Sony has kind of shown their hand for the rest of the generation. And I think uh, Microsoft has as well. I, I think Microsoft will lead um, from a cross-platform perspective on the X. If you look at all their advertising and everything, they always talk about the best place to play, etc. They're not talking about the launch Xbox or the Xbox One S. They're talking about the X. And I think if you look at the rest of the software that's coming out for the next one to two years outside of Nintendo, the big titles that everybody's talking about is cross-platform. So I think that people are going to say, hey, where, where can I get the best experience for Metro? Where can I get the best experience for Resident Evil? And I think that we'll ride on that in Game Pass. I think that's where Microsoft's letting it go. You got to remember, we still have Cyberpunk that's coming here in the next uh, year hopefully a uh, year, year and a half, or I think maybe 2020 at the worst and the best place to play that's going to be on the X. So, um, I console think we're wise. console wise. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where we're, we're kind of getting to. So I think we are at the tail end of this generation. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and I think that, uh, to Dan's point as well, they will use E3 to really blow out the doors in terms of saying, here's everything we're building. It'll be really interesting, just a, a quip here, really interesting to see if Microsoft hints or shows anything to do with the next Xbox at E3 because if Sony does wait until PSX or whatever this event is later that year, that'll give Sony a lot of time to think about how to respond. Um, and I don't know if that's smart by Microsoft or not, and, you know, to give them that much time. Um, because they're going to want to set the standard early with hardware going into next generation. And Microsoft has already said, Phil Spencer, direct quote, saying that they will never trail in hardware again. Um, so with that being known, I mean, that's a bold statement. So 
we'll see. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun year, if nothing else, not just for Xbox, but for all platforms. It's going to be a fun year to see how it un unfolds because 2020 is going to be like uh, when the bombs drop again. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this year might be like a good year to catch up on the backlog a little bit and maybe make some progress on that. And play those Gears games, am I right? Yes, and get those Gears games knocked out. <laughs> uh, right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's close out with some general 2019 uh, things, right? So in general, and you kind of already touched on this, Dan, uh, hype is not really that high right now. Um, but is there anything else in 2019 that you're looking forward to that you're aware of right now? I mean, Anthem, I think is, am I fair to say, is probably the biggest third-party game um, that people are pumped for right now. It's the one I certainly see the most conversation about. Yeah, I think that or, you know, the Division 2 might be good. You know, either one of those. I want to get into more, um, <clears throat> you know, co-op online stuff. You know, I, I've never been a huge fan of like Destiny. And, you know, I played the Division, but I played it by myself mostly. So it's it's kind of much kinda better with friends. Right. Yeah. You lose a lot of that stuff. So between Anthem, you got Metro coming out, that Sekiro, which I probably won't play because it's probably going to be like Dark Souls. Uh, you know, it, there's there's some Toe Jam and Earl I heard is coming back, so I'd like to you know play that game. That's gonna be awesome. I mean, I know everybody's you know nobody's talking about it, but I mean that was one of the best freaking Genesis games I ever played. Wait, what's wrong with you, Bird? It's Toe Jam and Earl. God, it's a great game, but that was completely out of left field. Hey, I think I Jam. in fact that might have been the bleachers. I don't even think that was on the field. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. What, what's the what's the other the pirate game that's coming out? Was that Skull and Bones or something? That's or uh, yeah, from from Ubisoft. Skull and Bones. Yeah, it, right. it was that E3. It was that E3, and it looked good. Right. You know, there's all these other games that you don't talk about. I mean, there there's a lot out there. Damn it! I hope Jam and Earl has co-op so I can play it with Bert on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've gotten so off track here at this oh, tail end. Love it. Yep. <laughs> and of course, uh, what was the 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 crash team racing? We still gotta go, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's our you that's our practice it up. Yeah, I'm gonna suck at that. So there's stuff coming. I, you know, I say yeah. I, I'm not super hype, but you know, there, there's other stuff coming out that I'm you know that are, that's gonna surprise me and that's gonna you know kind of sneak up and say, hey. Remember this game? No, I don't remember shit. But it's out there now. All right, Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, by the end of the year, there'll be another yes. plethora of amazing games. So agreed. All right, Bert, are you alive over there? <laughs> I'm fantastic. I just uh, Dan Dan's losing me today. Man. I don't know. <laughs> just making me lose it every time. Um, Dan, I'm surprised you're not more excited about Dreams. That was like one of your biggest games. I, I am excited about Dreams. I really, really am. You know, but we know yeah. that one's coming. Uh, you know, it's. I'm just trying to find something that's going to be like you know something surprising. It's surprise me. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I've got the perfect title for you, and that's Kingdom Hearts Three. I'm yeah. super excited about Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> uh, actually, believe it or not, January is actually a pretty damn good month. It's the rest of the year that I'm kind of suspect about. And we've got Ace Combat, which I'm actually a pretty big Ace Combat fan. I hope it's good. Um, I, I, it's been in development forever. Um, and hopefully that's something special. Resident Evil 2, I'm super excited for that. Your, your question is like, what are we hyped about? I'm very hyped about Resident Evil 2, Kingdom Hearts, I already said. Um, but I don't know, I, 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 there has to be something big coming in the fall. 
We're more than likely going to get another Call of Duty. Um, I think Battlefield takes a year off. I hope Assassin's Creed takes a year off. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe another Ghost Recon game is on the works that we don't know about or something. That actually sold amazingly well, and I have no idea why. Um, but I, I don't know. There has to be more coming. Um, a game that I just thought about that um, we didn't talk about earlier was Animal Crossing is supposed to be having a game coming out on Nintendo, and that's not for us. Wait but, a minute, wait a minute. Dude, We're talking about Toe Jam and Earl. Dude, <laughs> I, I, am, I am telling I you, that is not a game for us, but that <laughs> game sells amazing on Nintendo it does. consoles. It does. It does. That's <laughs> so, I laughed at it. I, I, I knew that it was a big game and it sells, and I'm sorry, but it just made me laugh. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm being sincere with it while still having a little bit of comedy on it because it's they do amazingly well among the Nintendo they crowd, and so uh, yeah, that that's yeah. another big title for Nintendo. But yeah, I mean, we we can joke about it a lot. There's really nothing that is just like, oh my god, I can't wait for that to come out until we have some dates on Cyberpunk, Last of Us. Um, I think some of those games need to give us some release dates or a release window. Right. One that kind of slipped uh, by us, Ains, and we played at A3 is Code Vein. Code Vein never released, and that yeah. has a. We were very interested in that, um, as long as you can get your consoles inverted, uh, your con controls inverted. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a weird year coming out. I'm excited about a lot right off the front. To Dan's point, I've got a backlog that's as big as <laughs> something big. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, I got to get to it. I got to get to it before I play Toe Jam and Earl. So, damn right, Cash. Yeah, Cyberpunk, I'm, I'm really hoping uh, not to get off the subject again. But that's easily my most uh, wanted game, I would say. Um, yeah, it's got to come out in the fall. It's got to come out in the fall. I, I'm honestly hoping that it's a 2020 game and we can just play it on next gen. I would love to be able to just buy that for Scarlet or PS5, whatever, you know, whatever runs the best. So, Ains has to pick between Infinite and Cyberpunk. Which one does he play? No. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. That's... Chopping a bowl off and playing both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, end of the generation. Let's close this crazy conversation out. So, as we've talked 2018 we're looking at 2019 um we know we're coming out to the end of the generation as we said ps5 scarlet coming down the line this generation started in 2013 so just over five years ago now even if it goes to 2020 um that's still a shorter generation than the 360 and ps3 which was interesting and personally i like i like the fact that we're getting um mid-cycle consoles that allow people who want to to upgrade and play with slightly better graphics and sound etc um but if you look at this generation as a whole it's been a real interesting one xbox you know messed up at the start uh with most people connect uh, we all the stuff we don't have to rehash playstation jumped out to a big lead switch came in in 2017 and uh you know changed the whole game or switched the whole game up um I, I want my saving face joke oh. somewhere. It's got to land somewhere. Um, but it's been an interesting generation. And more than anything, um, despite everything you hear, you know, consoles are selling extremely well. They're selling um, better than last generation did. And, um, you know, Switch has already passed the Wii U. The PS4, if I'm correct, I think the PS4 actually has already passed the PS3 as of like two weeks ago, just before Christmas, I believe it did, like 80 six million or something like that and uh you know xbox isn't there but they're still very substantial in terms of revenue and it's a little different for them now but regardless um i think it's been a great generation i think it's a generation that took us um 
into not only the HD realm, but now the 4K realm. We're seeing technology really, really pushed, like I said, with the X and uh, the Pro to a lesser degree, um, which I love in the console space. And uh, some of the games, you know, if you think about open world game design, um, which we've talked about, Red Dead and some others, um, cinematic game design, God of War and things like that, they're really starting to push the boundaries of what we've seen in the gaming industry with voice acting and motion capping and just levels we've never seen before. So when you factor all of that in, I, I, I've really loved this generation. Um, I love the interconnectivity of it, it, services like Game Pass, playing with friends and sharing everything. Um, to me, it's been great, and I'll stop rambling. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, to your point with it being a shorter generation than the last one, I think this was also the most memorable generation that had the issue of the difference between the 360 and the Xbox One at launch titles were not that big, the same with PlayStation 4 and uh, PlayStation 3. I mean, there's many games at the beginning of the generation that could be played on both consoles and the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One had slightly better visuals. I'm hoping that in the next generation we see a bigger jump, but we've gotten to the point to where the computing power in these consoles are now what's going on in the background of the game, what's going on with reflections, what's going on with skies and stuff like that. So I, I think we'll see that <clears throat> in the next generation and um, a lot of it's gone into the multiplayer realm as well. Like what can you do now with multiplayer that you couldn't do before? And so I think people aren't seeing that big jump in fidelity or visual fidelity as they had in past generations. So I'm with you too on, on everything you talked about there. I think another thing that has been interesting for me is seeing what tech can do in this generation um, from like cloud perspective and um, on the consoles, what you can do from a phone now on an app and order things that you couldn't do in the past. I think it's been a good generation, but for some weird reason, I still think we're ready for another update past the One X and into something more powerful within the next two years. So I've, I've enjoyed it quite a bit as well. Yeah, I can't complain. I've probably <laughs> amassed more games this generation than any other previous generation. Uh, largely thanks to <clears throat> everything being digital anymore. So it just yeah. makes it really, really easy for me. Um, that's That's been huge. Uh, it's made me even more lazy. I don't have to get up and put a disc in. That was like the huge thing for me. This generation <laughs> was like, hey, I'm playing this game. There goes my attention span. I'm going to switch to this one. You know, <laughs> and don't even have to get up. No, I got to get up and change. No, no, it's all digital. This is where it's going, man. It's the future. The future. You guys need to get rid of all those games behind you. The future is bleak. The future is awesome. <laughs> I thought it was going to be happening. But yeah, I mean, it, it's been great. I, I mean, I, I have zero complaints about it. I wish I would have gotten to the PlayStation a little bit sooner than I did. Um, but it's always, every, any of this competition is always good for gamers. It's always going to be. Uh, next year, you know, while I'm not super hyped about any of the, the software, there's a lot of the hardware that they're talking about. Hopefully we'll hear more about the new Xbox is, you know, the PS5, mm -hmm. uh, possibly maybe a whole new Nintendo system. You know, who the heck knows? They go through them every two or three years anyway, it seems like. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's been awesome. I think, you know, aside from like some of the early stuff with Xbox, with the Kinect and stuff, and, you know, who cares? It's, 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 it is what it is. But, you know, all I know now is that I can actually just talk to Alexa, turn on my Xbox, launch a game with Alexa. <laughs> so all these, like, integrations and stuff is... I know is, about 1,100 Xbox video games, including Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, Grand Theft Auto, San wow. Andreas, Halo 2, and Red Dead Revolver. <laughs> Red Dead Revolver? Yes, thank you, Alexa. 
There you go. You couldn't no problem. I'm just shut up. Couldn't even have scripted that better. All right. <laughs> so yeah, it's been awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, she listed off like original Xbox games. Yeah, that I was don't funny. Even know what's happening there? Red Dead um, Revolver. Nice. Good game, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, looking back, um, some of the things we talked about were the most annoying talking points of this generation and stuff that will evolve in the next generation, possibly because of that. So um, I know one for me, and I already mentioned it, is really the exclusive conversation. It seemed to have taken over the conversation this year for right or wrong. Uh, I, I believe wrong. And for me personally, like I said, it doesn't matter anyway, because I always own all the consoles and I just play whatever game I want to play on each. And I think uh, too much is made of the exclusives while they certainly are important they certainly drive console sales and we know why they're important i think uh you know fans get a little too crazy about it and i was tired of seeing on my feed or on social media or websites you know the word exclusive just seemed to be everywhere um and it's just a little exhausting after a while i think yeah for me is kind of on the same vein it's the it's the fanboy war that got inflated throughout this generation from the start and how the narrative of what was the better place to play games evolved from technical specs, resolution, frames per second. When that changed, then all of a sudden it turned into the exclusive conversation and all that stuff because Sony did not always have you know the best exclusives and the most exclusives, but they moved to that. The second that they lost <clears throat> that you know uh, resolution conversation, that changed. And I felt like this generation has been one of the most toxic fanboy. Uh, social media places in a long time to the point to where you have to block people all the time. You have to watch what you say because then it, your your initial conversation gets turned into something completely different that you never talked about. So I don't know, with social media being what it is today, I'm not I actually, maybe in the SNES and Genesis time, it would have been similar. <laughs> but back then, I mean, it wasn't about, you know, where's the resolution and the frames per second and stuff. And I think that started with the PC guys and it kind of evolved into the gaming console world in which it got just really dumb at one point. They did some blind tests between playing an Xbox game versus a PlayStation game, and many people can't tell the difference at the beginning of the generation. So I don't know. It got really annoying, got really old, um, and it even makes me think about social media in general being very toxic for that kind of conversation. All I know is my Genesis has blast processing and your SNES doesn't. So it's there. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, here's the, here's the worst part about that whole thing. You know, and yeah, I agree with you guys. It's super annoying, you know, to get on Twitter and, and just see people just bashing each other. It's not just there. And I found this out, you know, a few weeks ago with my kids. You know, they, they got a PlayStation for their for Christmas with the VR. And I sat there and listened to my son and his friend on Xbox Live. He said, yeah, I got a PlayStation, my son said. And he said, oh, PlayStation sucks. Xbox is where it's at. I'm like, what in the hell is happening? <laughs> this has actually gone down to, you know, it, it's happening at schools. It's happening. And this is where it all starts. Everybody's, you know, got their opinions about stuff. I really thought it was just like the 1%. You know, no. it's really not. I mean, it's really ingrained into people's heads, you know, and that goes not only to social media, you know, and, and politics and all this other garbage that people just have very strong opinions on. And but when it comes down to it, it's just a gaming console. You know, it's a piece of plastic that, you know, just enjoy it for what it is and whatever which one it is that you want to play. And that's fine. I don't care. I'm going to play on all of them. You know, I'm sorry if you only have one and you can't play the other one, you know, big you know, sorry guys. I mean, it is what it is, you know, save some money up, do, you know, 
My kids just <laughs> is 75% the way through <clears throat> Spider-Man now. Uh, and he doesn't play single player games ever. And having that PlayStation gave him that, you know, kind of a new uh, way to play a game. You know, he's only played it for Fortnite and, and Rocket League. So, you know, having that, you know, even though there's you know hundreds and hundreds of games on Xbox, he loves Spider-Man. So giving him that kind of opened his eyes to a new different kind of gaming. And, you know, he keeps coming down, Dad, I'm 74% in, I'm 75% in, you know, I just beat this guy. You know, and it's awesome to hear that kind of stuff, you know, because he's actually just enjoying the game, which is what this is all about. And, you know, if we can get back to that point, you know, everything will be fine. But it is what it is, you know. Yeah. So I would agree with you guys. I, I, I already touched on it. So I, your point, Dan, just play games, enjoy them. That's what they're there for. It doesn't really matter who's making it, what it's on. If it's a fun game, play it. So uh, assuming you have the means, of course. Anyway, uh, anything to close out on here? Like I said, uh, 2018 Fantastic Year had some of my favorite games of all time in Red Dead and God of War. I'm um, really looking forward to 2019. Sounds like a little more than you guys may be um, of what the games we know, you know, already. Um, and I'm really, really hyped to see new hardware. I just love new hardware. It doesn't matter when it comes out. If it come out, you know, PS5 come out next year and PS6 the year after, and I'd still be hyped because I just love seeing new hardware and seeing what the companies are going to do. So that's uh, really hyped for that. Anything else you guys want to touch on before we close this out? Not on my end, just looking forward to the year. Um, hopefully the games are there to be played. Looking for a lot of cross-platform stuff. And uh, I like gaming. <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl. Toe Jam and Earl, bitches. That's what we're doing. That's how I'm in in 2018. Even though it's well, 2019. Well, 2019, we could see Toe Jam and Earl and Battletoads. It's yes. awesome. It's awesome. Kind of crazy. Suck on that, hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so thanks for joining us for this bitcast special we will be back next week with our regularly scheduled bitcast uh, a new name that game of course um and we're looking forward to everything we see in 2019 so until then